Today we discuss what it means to have a prodigal heart and how alienation from God is more than just leaving home. We're going to unpack this and more on this often uh, misunderstood subject on Souls Road 2. And welcome to Souls Road 2. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. I'm so glad to be with you today. And I want to talk to you today about the prodigal heart, six signs. How do you know if you have a prodigal heart? Often we think the prodigal is just a son that ran away from home and he was like the loser, the one that learned uh, through pain and experience and mistakes. But there are two prodigals in this story. And, and the real heart of the story uh, is, is how the father responded to both of them. And so today I just want to look at this with you today. And we find that the most ex extensive of of Jesus' teachings today uh, are on uh, on lostness is is this parable this parable on the prodigal heart you know the prodigal son in Luke 15 the story tells of a man who had two sons the younger demands his inheritance before his father's death and squanders it on prostitutes and immorality however much to his surprise when he returns home he's warmly greeted by his father with a celebration and a banquet. His older brother becomes angry and resentful at the uh, celebration because he has been so faithful doing the right thing. He didn't mess up and, and he was given no party. And so he's upset about that. So how the father responds to both of these men is, is, is the real important piece to this story. So a question I might want to ask today, we may want to ask today, is, is how did this story uh, come about? How did the story of the prodigal son come about? Here, here's the scripture, Luke 15, 1 and 2. And I won't read the whole chapter because it's a long chapter, but here's the context of how this story was told. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming to hear him, but the Pharisees and the experts in the law were complaining, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And we find that this is, this is the context in which Jesus gave these parables. He gave three parables to kind of address this problem. And, and the main one was the prodigal son. And here in this context, Jesus was addressing the duty-driven religious spirit of the Pharisees. They represent the older brother, not just the backslidden son. So in this, in this parable, we find that that there is what the Father offers, and He offers His continual presence. He offers Himself. Uh, Luke 15.31, again, the Father speaking to the older son says, Son, you are always with me. He, he was saying this because the son complained, Haven't I done everything right? Where's my party? And He's telling His son, You have me. You have my heart. You have my love. I'm your Father. Right? So, so the Father in Heaven gives us His continual presence. He told Moses in Exodus 33, 14, He told Moses, My presence will go before you, and I will give you rest. He told Joshua in Joshua 1, 9, Be strong and brave. Don't be afraid and don't panic, for I, the Lord your God, am with you in all you do. Psalm 23, right? Even though I must walk through the dark valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they reassure me. So there are many Christians today, said Andrew Murray, who 
see the Spirit's work as confined to conviction and conversion, not so much that He came to dwell in our hearts, but in this prodigal, we have the idea that God tells His His sons, I'm with you, I love you, you have my heart. So God assures us with His presence, but He also gives us this, He gives us His abundant riches. And that's Luke 15.31. He says, everything that belongs to me is yours. And again, he's addressing the older son who is complaining about his younger brother who messed up and he gets a party, right? And his father's like, you have all this stuff anyway. What's the big deal? And here's the, here's the point. The older brother missed it. He, he didn't see what he had in the father. In fact, there's another scripture that Paul spoke of in 2 Corinthians 9.8 about God's blessing with us, right? Where, where it says, and God is able to make all grace overflow to you that because you have enough of everything in every way at all times, you will overflow in every good work. So we find that, that the Father gives us His presence and His abundant riches. But then there's, there's the reaction. There's the reaction of how, how the prodigal heart responds. And how does the prodigal heart respond, right? Uh, the prodigal heart responds, and, and we find it in the words of the older brother again, where he said basically, uh, the, the younger brother in, in, in John 15, 12, right? It says that he squandered his wealth with a wild lifestyle. That's the younger brother, right? Then the older brother... And, and again, these are two different responses, but the same spirit. The older brother said, For all these years I've been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me a young goat so that I may celebrate. And you can substitute in your mind, you've given, you never paid for my schooling, you never gave me a car, you never paid for my insurance, you, you never gave me what you gave him just now. You gave him everything, and I've been so faithful, right? So this is the older brother syndrome which I can relate to the older brother more than the younger brother because I grew up in Christianity. I was saved at 13 and haven't looked back since. So it's easier for me to relate to the older brother who's faithful than the younger brother. And maybe you're hearing this today or watching this and you're saying, hey, I can relate to the older brother too. So we have two different ways that people relate to God in this story. And we find that and this is this is inspired by uh, Tim Keller's great great book on prodigal the prodigal father or prodigal God rather. He says that we learn or we relate to God two ways. One is self discovery, and the other is by moral conformity. In other words, if I'm a good little boy, a good little girl, God will love me. Maybe He'll forgive me. And the self discovery, of course, I think that's obvious. You run away from home. You experience all the stuff through sinning and rebelling and messing up, and then you come back and you learn your lesson and you're with God, right? And so we learn either of those two ways, which makes perfect sense. The lost son, for the lost son, he basically the way he was learning is he uh, he said, "I want my inheritance now." And this is the lost younger son. The dutiful son, which is the older son, he says, "Where's my party?" So those are two ways that we that lead to alienation from God. And the dutiful son acted like his father was actually the prodigal who abandoned him. And the prodigal heart tends to pin our blame on the father. We tend to blame God for what we go through. We also have this, this simple truth that the lost son left home physically, but longed to return 
home to his father. The dutiful son stayed home physically, but, remi- but remained spiritually and emotionally distant from his father. And this is why we, we know that both of them really had an issue. It wasn't just the one son who ran away from home, because we can run away from home in our hearts, right? So that's one way the prodigal responds, the prodigal heart responds. But here's another way the prodigal heart responds. It responds by running away, right? So the, the first way is, is we, we talked about, which is, which is two different responses, the same spirit. But the second way is, is by, by running away. And this was the practical one, the younger son, right? He gathered all he had and he traveled to a distant, distant country. Self-discovery. There are those looking for a way in, somebody once said, and those looking for a way out. And at any time, in any, any relationship, any church, you know, people, there are people looking for a way in and people for looking for a way out. Both brothers look for a way out, but in different ways. The younger brother just ran away. The older brother, he kept doing the religious thing, but his heart had checked out. But on, another way that the prodigal heart responds to God is by the polluting of the soul. And again, this is the younger brother, right? He went out and just wasted his life on prostitutes and partying, and and he ended up in a pig pen, literally. And it says that he was longing for the carapods that the pigs were eating. And that is very significant, if you're Jewish especially, because to the Jew, the swine, the pig, is the most unclean animal you can imagine. And to go near one, to even touch one, was sin. So here he is, a Jewish boy running away from his family, longing for the for the food, the carob pods, not even the pods themselves, which are these little beans, but the shells, the empty husks. He's longing for that in the pig's pen. And so how significant is this in Jewish culture? But it also shows how lost we can become how we can pollute our souls with sins and with filthiness in our lives. And, and, and we learn through pain. And we find that the older brother wasted all he had from his father by failing to see what he had. But the younger brother wasted everything literally. So it's the same thing, really, when you think about it. So do you know how faithful God has been to you? Do you know how much he loves you? Do you know how much he forgives you? How much he's kept you when you didn't deserve it? And that's what the older brother failed to see. But also we find that another way that a prodigal heart responds to God is this way, by offensive demands. And, and now this is the older brother. In, in Luke 15, 16, the younger of them said to the father, or I'm sorry, this is the, old, this is the younger son speaking. The younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the share of, of the estate that, we, that, that belongs to me. I want my inheritance now, and in Jewish culture, and in many cultures, it, it was the equivalent of saying, look, you're not dying fast enough, so I want my inheritance now, and I'm out of here. So think of how disrespectful, how, how offensive that demand was, and that's what the younger brother did, and that's why uh, the younger child who leaves home in a bad way can really break the heart of that parent and how when we stray from God, we break the Father's heart. But also we find that the way a prodigal relates to God is, is, is this way, and this is the older brother for sure, by not realizing the Father's love. And that's the older, dutiful son. 
In Luke 15.31, it says, Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. The younger son saw what he had. The, the younger son saw what he had with his father and, and, and took it and lost it, right, by wasting it. The older son could not see what he had with his father, even though he had it every day and it was right in front of him. And that was his sin, spiritual blindness. And that's a danger for anybody who serves God for a long time. We can take God for granted. We can take his blessings and his grace for granted. And it's right in front of us. Maybe we don't see it. Maybe we become angry and resentful and unforgiving and judgmental of the younger sons that were around. So he could not see that he already had everything his father had, but never enjoyed it because he had lost his connection to his father. That was the sin. So a sign that you don't see God's goodness is that your life is defined by constant whining and complaining. That's one way. But one more way, and this is the sixth, the sixth way that, that the prodigal heart relates to the Father, is, is this way, by hiding spiritual resentment. And again, this is the, the older son, not the younger son. This is the older son speaking. He says, I've always done everything right, right? And he does everything wrong and he gets the party. And that's Luke 15, 29. I won't read it. But the oldest child is usually the parent placer, right? And often resents the younger child because in their minds they're spoiled. And older Christians can sometimes resent immature Christians and judge them as carnal, not knowing how big the father's heart is. So what's the way back to the Father? How do we get back to God? If maybe you're, you can relate to one of the brothers, maybe you relate to the younger one, maybe you run away from God and, and you need to get back to Him. Or maybe you're the older one who's run away in your heart, but you're still doing everything uh, right, so to speak, but your heart's not there. The first way we can come back to God is by having a revelation of the pigsty. In other words, we have to see what we're doing just like the pigsty, the lost son, from literally seeing that ugly place he's at, the sins that he's, he's gotten into, how lost he's become. But the older son, he has to see his ugly, resentful spirit and his judgmental spirit in contrast to the father's love. He's got to see it that way. His attitude was as foul as any pigsty. And those of us who are older in the faith need to see it that way when we grow cold in our own hearts. But also, there must be repentance. Repentance for not seeing it. God forgive me for not seeing how much you love me. The younger brother had to repent for taking his father's provision and wasting it. For, for without speaking it, wishing his father was dead. He, he wasted the grace he had. But the older brother had to repent for having an incredible life with his father and being absolutely oblivious to it, only seeing what he didn't like. But the last one is a revelation of the father's love. We have to be able to not only let God forgive us, but forgive ourselves. In Luke 15, 20, but while he was still a long way from his father's, uh, from home, this is the younger brother, his father saw him and his heart went out to him. He ran and hugged his, his son. Why do patriarchs not run? Why do community leaders in in Asian cultures and Middle Eastern cultures, why, do, why don't they run? Because it's undignified. An Asian leader does not run. But in this story, he ran. That's the amazing part. In the Middle East, patriarchs were held in such high honor. They never lift up their robe and, 
and bared their legs and ran, that, that's an embarrassment. That's below them. But in this story, the father, his heart was so taken by his son that he lifted up his, his robe and he ran to his son. And this is what the father did for you and I. He forgave us and continues to forgive us. And it says, about, while he was yet away from home, right? He, he, he hugged him and kissed him and he just loved on his son. And thus we have the, the definition of prodigal. Prodigal is not just someone who ran away from home, but prodigal means, means wastefully extravagant or lavish. That's what it means. And just as the lost son was wastefully extravagant in wasting his life, so was the father wastefully extravagant in forgiving him. God the Father forgives. He forgives us just as recklessly as, as we sin. He forgives us. So if, if you like this podcast, please leave a like and connect with us. We are on, on different uh, you know, streams. We're on YouTube, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Facebook. So connect with us and leave a like and join us and, uh, and have your friends subscribe on this podcast. Okay. So until next time, so glad to be with you. God bless you.